your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Sinn Féin says that the buck stops with the Minister for Housing when it comes to the failure to deliver affordable housing across the country. And we know we have challenges here in Limerick as well. And Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson, Ono Bryn, joins me on the line right now. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Joe. So, as you know better than most, this is a complex problem. And are you not just simplifying it, really, seemingly turning all your fire on the government constantly? No. So uh, this week, the government uh, published their affordable housing output report for last year, uh, and they had promised to deliver 4,000 affordable homes to rent or buy across the country in 2022. Uh, and what their report shows is, in fact, they only delivered a 1,000. Uh, and in fact, in many cases, uh, particularly with the affordable rentals, uh, uh, those homes aren't affordable for many of the people uh, who they're meant to be eligible for. In your own city and county, not a single affordable home to rent or buy was delivered in 2022, nor in 2021. So can you explain one thing to me there? So when the government talks about having seen the building of more houses last year under them than at any time since the 70s, what's your response to that? Well, first of all, what they're actually referring to is is new build social homes. Uh, So last year, the government had a target of 9,000 new build social homes and they delivered 7,500. Uh, and it is the case that the last time uh, that number of social homes was delivered was in 1974 or 1975. But the comparison is a bit bizarre because the population of the country, of course, has increased dramatically since then. Uh, and the level of social housing need has also increased dramatically, particularly because Fine Gael have failed to deliver sufficient social housing for over 10 years. So, in fact, if you wanted to match on a kind of per capita basis the 1975 social housing output, you'd have to actually deliver... 14,000 social homes in a given year now. That's twice what the government did last year. But on the affordable housing, because it's really important, there's a whole pile of your listeners out there who aren't eligible for social housing. They're working singles, working couples. They're desperate to put an affordable roof over their heads to rent or buy. This government has been in office, as you know, for two and a half years. Fine Gael has been in office for a decade. Not a single affordable home to rent or buy has been delivered in Limerick City or County in over a decade. And I think that speaks to a government that one doesn't understand the scale of the affordable housing challenge, not just in urban areas like Dublin or Limerick City, but in our rural counties, right. and has no but, plan to ensure but, working people but, but can gov- buy or rent homes that they own. Right. But haven't the government consistently made the point, well, it's not all about us. We have supplied money, including to local authorities around the country, to do more on this, and that money isn't being necessarily taken up? So, uh, one of the things that I revealed uh, a week and a half ago was, since Darrell O'Brien has become Minister for Housing, uh, there has been an underspend in the capital budget for social and affordable housing of over a billion euros, and that's been increasing each year. Uh, The really important question is, why has that money not been spent? And I spend an awful lot of time uh, uh, talking to housing managers and local authorities, approved housing bodies. I talk to a lot of small and medium-sized builders. Uh, And what they tell me, and and they tell me this not just in Dublin, but in Clare and Limerick and Galway and in other counties, is that there is a level of bureaucracy currently being imposed both by the Department of Housing and by the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform that is strangling the life out of our our housing delivery agents, local authorities, public housing bodies and builders, to deliver homes. That is something that is within the gift of the Minister for Housing to change. I've been campaigning since I became a TD in 2016 for real reform of that uh, uh, what's called four-stage approval process imposed by the Department of Housing to free up our local authorities and approved housing bodies and SME builders 
to build the homes that people need. Simon Coveney refused to make the changes we requested. Owen Murphy refused to make the changes. And now Dara O'Brien is doing it uh, is the same. Okay. And I'm not saying local authorities are perfect. There are some local authorities better than others. But there is a central government problem here, which is one, they're not investing the right amount of money where it's required. And two, where they are making money available, they're making it too right. difficult for our local yeah. authorities and approved housing bodies Deliver. We're talking to Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson, Ono Bryn, this morning. Housing very much on the agenda, including on this show, as people would be well aware uh, from listening to us regularly. Um, you know, one of the things that you pointed to recently was the lifting of the eviction ban, and uh, you uh, were adamant that it would result in homelessness and evictions. But property owners are saying, well, landlords are leaving the market because of Sinn Féin. And here's Limerick property manager, Kirsten Mail. Look, the position with the rental market is this. Since the politicians started interfering with it in 2015 with amendments to the 2004 Act, everything they've done has made it worse. So the evictions ban was just more cosmetics, made the whole situation worse. There's an underlying problem in the market, and that is a lot of landlords, well, they've been put on notice by Sinn Féin that they're going to introduce legislation preventing themselves uh, selling with tenants in situ, or sorry, insisting on selling with tenants in situ. And accordingly, landlords are bailing out in droves. You've you got to remember, I'm an agent, right, who specialises in property management. So an eviction span, in a strange way, would have suited me. I don't have landlord selling because I won't be selling it. So it's to my benefit if there is one there. However, landlords are getting out, and I can tell you, because we manage 1,080 properties, landlords are getting out because they've had enough. And the fact there's proposed legislation, they can't get vacant possession if they do want to sell it. That's a huge issue. Huge issue. So, oh no, Brian, that's Kirsten Mail there. I mean, it's likely, if Sinn Féin are in the next government, that you will be the Minister for Housing. And he's essentially saying that you've put the frighteners on landlords and they're bailing out. So it is very important when we have this conversation that it's based on evidence. And look, Kirsten is entitled to his view. He represents an industry standpoint. But in fact, the Oireachtas Housing Committee uh, received very, very important independent evidence last year, uh, surveying a very large number of landlords, explaining why they're considering leaving. And it is the case that a small number of landlords who are leaving are leaving because they have concerns over taxation, regulation. But in fact, the vast majority of landlords who are currently leaving the market are leaving for other reasons. There are landlords who never wanted to be landlords. They didn't buy an investment property, but they got stuck in negative equity, uh, often with their principal home as their family size grew or they inherited a home. They're selling up because property prices uh, are high. There's another group of landlords, the independent research tells us, who when they bought that investment property, always intended to sell it as they approach pension age. And we know from the age of those landlords that they're approaching that age now. And obviously house prices are high, so it's logical for them to sell now. And there's a very significant number of landlords who are seeking possession of their property because they want that for themselves. Sometimes it's relationship breakdown between a husband and wife. Sometimes it's where they want their children to be able to stay in the property uh, for uh, uh, college, etc. So, in fact, the majority of landlords who are considering leaving, according to the independent research presented to our committee, uh, has nothing to do with tax or regulation or indeed Sinn Féin. What Kirsten is absolutely right about uh, is two things. First of all, single property landlords have been leaving in significant numbers since 2017, well before Sinn Féin was riding high in the polls or there was any discussion of us being in government. Uh, and there has been no plan by government to address that. 
And the second thing is, he is also correct. Uh, some of the regulation that government has introduced over recent years has made the situation worse. In fact, some of that regulation we opposed uh, because it was badly designed. However, we're now in a situation where we know uh, that those landlords are leaving. Uh, and my view is they're going to go, uh, unless government was to slash their tax to such an extent that they uh, they got a, a, an incredibly uh, advantageous treatment, something I don't think would be fair to other small business people or other income tax earners, then I think those landlords that are considering leaving are going to go. So what government needs to do is put in place a plan to do two things. One, increase and accelerate the delivery, not just of social homes, but affordable rental and affordable purchase. So as people are displaced from the private rental sector, the shrinking, they can move across. And the second is there is a significant opportunity for the state to acquire those private rental properties with both social and potential affordable rental tenants in situ at market value so that you're not displacing the tenants, you're simply moving the property from one... Or will it not impact the, the market value if you do it that way? It, it won't. Now, the, the one thing where I do disagree with Kirsten is the issue of vacant possession. Uh, if you look at stable private rental markets across Europe, they actually don't allow landlords to evict uh, uh, where uh, the landlord is selling. They sell with the property, the tenant in situ. If you look at our commercial market at the moment, I mean, I read an office in, in Lucan in my constituency. If my landlord wants to sell, they have to sell with me in situ because I have a contract and I've abided by that contract. So if we want a well, But stable... doesn't it restrict, though, I'm, I'm just trying to think about this logically, would it not restrict, yeah. for example, the, the the person who wants to buy a property that they wish to move into as their own first property if the tenant that's, is in situ? That, absolutely, and that's the point. So in stable private rental systems, we have a terribly unstable, dysfunctional private rental uh, sector, and that's not the fault of landlords or tenants. It's the fault of very, very bad regulation by Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael over many decades. If you want a stable private rental sector, then as properties become private rental, they need to stay private rental. Otherwise, we get the kind of chaos that we've had over recent years. So we do need to move at a future point in time to a situation where if you have a property in the private rental sector and if the tenant is abiding by all the terms of their contract, they're paying their rent, they're managing and maintaining the property, then it shouldn't be as easy to evict that tenant as it currently is. Clearly where somebody needs the property for their own immediate use, relationship right. breakdown. But, but isn't the problem example, there that you, you or, to go back to your original thesis, we don't have the total number of houses to make that sort of shift. And that's why I think it needs to be done in a careful way, but that is, that is the future direction of travel. Uh, and the reason why is we need a private rental sector. We need a private rental sector that is stable and secure, that allows good tenants who abide by the contracts and pay the rent, have long-term security, and allows landlords to make a reasonable return for the service that they provide. That's the core of Sinn Féin's policy. And when you look at the evidence around the world, those countries that have that kind of rental system do not allow landlords to uh, evict tenants on the grounds of sale. And therefore, that is where we need to go. However, right now, we need something much more urgent, which is, and again, this is not the fault of landlords or tenants, because of government failure to deliver social affordable housing over a decade or more, we now have a situation where homelessness is at levels nobody mm. ever thought is possible. I've always argued that a, a ban on no-fault evictions is a necessary evil because of government's failure as a temporary emergency measure. Right. Uh, and I have to say, uh, there is no evidence to suggest 
that extending that ban for a few more months to allow government to take emergency actions to reduce the levels of homelessness okay. would accelerate the exit. Well, well let's just. I mean, you, you, they have been they have been yeah. exiting since 2017. Okay. Well, only, I mean, you, and, you, and you've, you've you've made your case this morning, and a lot of it centres, um, and no surprise, on criticism of the government. Let's hear a little of what the Taoiseach and leader of Fine Gael, Leo Varadkar, has been saying. There were about. 2,700 exits from homelessness last year and 3,000 preventions. And the reason perhaps why there were more exits from homelessness during the pandemic is because of the restrictions on domestic and international travel. Uh, there was simply more accommodation available uh, with people not coming into the country and tourists uh, not taking up that accommodation. So there are many other factors at play during the pandemic that helped to reduce homelessness. And that is now very evident at uh, the fact that the moratorium was not effective in bringing down the number of people homeless in the past six months uh, proves that. A decision that, that we've taken, Deputy, I outlined earlier. Um, we are authorising local authorities and will fund them to do it uh, to purchase 1,500 homes this year. So if a landlord is selling up, if they have a social housing tenant on HAP or on RAS, uh, the local authorities will be encouraged and enabled uh, to purchase that property so the person doesn't become, or the family doesn't become homeless in the first place. We're going to give private renters uh, the right of first refusal and help them to buy. Um, won't work for everyone, but will work for some. We've also decided to lease an additional 1,000 social homes uh, to prevent people, f- or, or to accommodate people who are coming homeless. And we've also signaled very clearly uh, that there will be uh, tax measures in the forthcoming budget uh, to encourage landlords to stay in the market and encourage more to come in because there will always be landlords leaving. But there is zero entering now, and that's a really big problem and something we need to address. As the teacher and leader of Fine Gael, Leo Varadkar, speaking in the Dáil on this subject, indeed, we've debated a lot, and we'll certainly be coming back to it again. Uh, we've been chatting to Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson, Ono Bryn, this morning. Uh, on one other issue... Uh, what would you say to people considering voting for Sinn Féin, particularly those for the first time in upcoming elections, and one way or another we're going to have a number of them over the next 18 months, about the situation relating to Jonathan Dowdall, who came to national prominence in the Special Criminal Court in recent times and obviously was part of Sinn Féin? Well, the first thing I would ask people to do is, is judge us on our record on the ground in communities and in the dog, and in particular with respect to the issue of, of organised tr- drug crime. We have been to the fore in campaigning against uh, such drug crime and its impact on our communities. We work day and daily with the Gardaí, uh, as well as with community-based organisations, youth projects uh, 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 and addiction services, particularly in communities most impacted by the impact of, of organised drug crime, and that's the same with Morris Quinn living in Limerick, as it is with myself, my colleague Mark Ward in Dublin Midwest or Mary Lou in the inner city. With respect to Jonathan Dowdall, let me be very, very clear. If we had known uh, 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 when Jonathan Dowdall was a member of our party that he was involved in the kind of things that have subsequently come to light, he would not have been allowed anywhere near our party. I wouldn't be in a party uh, if it allowed uh, people like Jonathan Dowdall uh, in it, knowing uh, the levels of, of criminality he was involved in. The issue, however, was the vast majority of people had no inkling at the time, not just Sinn Féin, Jonathan Dowdall was a very successful businessman. He had all sorts of business relationships and contracts. Uh, He was feted in some sections of the media because of his business success. People simply did not know. However, we now know, and I want to make it very clear to all of your listeners, uh, that there is no truck, no space, uh, uh, no uh, place for people involved in organised crime and organised drug crime in our party. Uh, And the reason I can say that with confidence is 
not unlike Marsquin, living in Limerick City, I represent a constituency that has a very significant community who have for decades uh, been negatively impacted, one, by organised drug crime, and two, by a failure of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael right. to invest in vital I, community services and policing services. I, I, and it I, is I, a I, core part of our... But let me make this point because it's important. It is both a core part of our work and a core part of our electoral success that we have stood shoulder to shoulder with communities and with the Gardaí and with community organisations against right. organised drug crime so, in our so, communities so and I, we continue I, to I, do that. Are you saying then, Owen, that listeners considering voting for Sinn Féin can be absolutely assured that if in government, if in sensitive ministries like the Ministry for Justice, that uh, when it came to any form of crime, organised or otherwise, you would be tackling it 100% all the time. Uh, Absolutely, and I think our our evidence, uh, the evidence of our work on the ground and the very good work that both Martin Kenny, our outgoing justice spokesperson, uh, and Pat Daly from Kerry, our incoming justice spokesperson, have done, uh, demonstrates that. And that means increased investment in frontline Gardaí, community Gardaí, and Gardaí in other areas. But crucially, it means investment in our communities, investments in youth services, diversion services, addiction services, uh, and economic and social regeneration. We have been to the forefront of arguing and campaigning for those. And that's why, for example, Mars Quinlivan is such a successful electoral politician in, in, in Limerick. And why myself and Mark Ward, again in a constituency with a disproportionately impacted uh, uh, communities because of drug uh, crime and organised crime, why we don't just have one TD but two TDs and we take 40% and, of the vote. Okay. People who and, see the work and, we do and on finally, the ground uh, we, trust us on we, this issue. Will Sinn Féin be reviewing its vetting procedures on candidates? Well, that's something we always do, I have to say. But but the, the Jonathan Dowdall case is an exceptional case. And like I say, we had no idea at the time, and not just us ourselves, a whole range of people in the business community, the media, had no idea. It, it was an exceptional case. Uh, but I'll be very, very clear. We will be doing everything we can to make sure the candidates we stand in upcoming elections are the highest calibre of candidates, just like Morris Quinlivan is in Limerick, or indeed many of our new candidates are around the country, both in the local and the general elections. All right. Uh, Thank you very much for talking to us on all of those subjects this morning. That is Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson, Ono Brintidi. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.